0: Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. We have Dr. Nick. Hola, how are you doing sir
1: what's up people
0: hey and dr marisa how are you doing doing great straight from new york to the south bay went from marissa to marisa (laughs) (laughs) Uh, welcome back everybody uh today uh is a very uh big podcast for us because we see so much of this and um, we wanted to share it with you uh listeners parents um athletes uh, and any coaches or anybody else who works with these type of athletes. Today we're talking about five simple ways to keep youth soccer athletes on the field and away from injury. And Dr. Nick, you're you're passionate about this. You love uh, you love soccer, and you yeah. work with a lot of youth yeah. athletes. Um, Dr. Marissa, you are the queen right now of youth soccer athletes, you are seeing so many of these. They're all injured. They are all (laughs) injured. Um, Our goal today is, you know, before they come to see us, um, how do you keep uh, youth athletes away from injury? That's always the challenge because they do so much and um, they're always in sports, Um, they're playing on five teams, Um, they're doing two sessions, they have all these different things. So. I'll start it off. I think that the number one thing I'm such a big proponent of is weight training um, and strengthening. And I think that it's a large misconception because um, a lot of people out there think that strengthening is going to be bad for, you know, are you going to, impede you know, stunt their growth? Are you going to... Um, Injure them more. Um, That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about adding 400 pounds on top of a 12-year-old Boy or girl. We're really just talking about how do you make their joints? Stronger uh, and more resistant to stress because the body doesn't know what a weight room is the body knows what? Stress is applied to the bones. So running and soccer and kicking is also is also stress to the legs Um, Now adding squats or lunges or um, other loaded uh, variations are also stress. So the body really doesn't know. All you're doing is just preparing the body for demands on the field. What do you guys think?
2: I like it. Um, I think in terms of soccer, when you have huge risks of, ah, not huge, let's not be dramatic, but when you have risks of hamstring injuries and ACL, Mm -hmm. um, non-contact ACL, yep tears, then the stronger that those muscles are before they are stressed beyond what they can handle, I think that could, and it's been shown, to greatly reduce the risk of Mm -hmm. those injuries. So like hamstring strengthening is huge for soccer athletes because a stronger hamstring is less likely to tear at the same running speed or something like that uh, compared to a weaker hamstring. Um, Same thing with, with an ACL. If you have stronger glutes to prevent you from being in these weird positions where you could possibly... Uh, tweak that for sure um, you're going to be able to get out of that position more confidently than you would if, if you had
1: super weak boots.
0: so it's about preparation right mm-hmm. just having people prevent these injuries
1: yeah right? yeah I agree 100% strengthening is not only going to make them more resilient um, that way they're longer lasting on mm-hmm. the field but it, it'll probably make them a little bit faster too yeah
0: what a concept right <laughs> you push into the ground harder it pushes you right back uh, yeah. just, you go yeah what else guys? So that's number one. Give me some other simple ways. What do you guys got?
2: I think I like uh recovery.
0: My Common thing.
2: A lot of times these these youth soccer athletes are eating like I don't know, they're eating cereal for breakfast and like a half of a salad for lunch, and then maybe a a, a little bit of dinner, and they're not.
0: Takis. I wasn't saying. During
2: the day, like yep. as their snacks, and so <laughs> that doesn't really set up a situation where their muscles are recovering, or their muscles are able to Takis recover if they're not, either they're not getting enough food or not getting enough protein mm-hmm. or all of that, um, they're just not able to recover and get stronger in between sessions. And then you have this fatigue, um, and fatigue causes injury. It can it can result in injury. Mm-hmm. It reduces your risk for injury, and so. That's the first thing of part recovery, but mm-hmm. then the second thing is you've got sleep, and nobody's sleeping anymore because they're staying oh, yeah. up until midnight doing homework and waking up at like five in the morning to do their makeup. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's that I think that sleep is is a huge thing for these athletes. Um, I believe there was also another recent study done looking at like athletes that got less than seven hours a night versus yeah. eight or more, and their risk for injury was much greater mm-hmm. if they were sleeping less than seven a night. And so if that doesn't get you to sleep more, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what would. I don't know. There's the sleep. There's the fatigue. There's the food. There's hydration. Mm-hmm. There's stress. Um, kids notoriously don't really know how to manage their stress, and they just kind of internalize it all and just boil it all up. Um, and then that's also resulting in possibly increased risk for injury as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, so you're, you're right. You have so many variables, right? Just being a teenager in general. It's hard. Right, it's hard. Life, life is incredible. Life <laughs> really hard. Life is over at that <laughs> point, right? So um, the sleep factor is probably the biggest, you know, with nutrition, right? The, those yeah. two are the, the top two that, that you're going to see. Um, and I don't know if one is more important than the other because they're both pretty uh, important. Um, but the sleep factor it's homework right it's snapchat and it's Fortnite.
2: texting it. <laughs>
0: all three of those just consume lives right so um it's really hard to find that balance and i think that comes from you know parents being able to support that and and being a a part of that because the and this is just a lot of education to the athlete because they, they don't see it they're invincible right they can they don't have to stretch. They don't have to do anything. They just Chains. go up and show up to the game and go, yeah. right? So, and it's really the value is just not there. Um, but it's 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 really really important because what we see is the ramifications of that, right? So, if they're not sleeping, they're not fatigued, they're they're not doing all these things, uh, they come in with hamstring strains. Yeah, oh, the overuse stuff. Mm-hmm. stuff. I want to say this: uh, overuse injuries such as muscle strains are very um, preventable. Very very preventable. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about a little bit more on, on on why. But ultimately, the sleep and the nutrition are really, really important to that. So don't over, overlook that. It's not just about weight training and, and these other topics that we're talking about. But these are behind-the-scenes things that can be uh, pretty dramatic in um, uh, keeping people away from injury. What else? What else do you guys think? We said that uh, weight training and recovery. That's number two. Now, number three, Dr. Nick, what do you got?
1: I'll go with a good warm-up right Mm -hmm. the uh soccer internationally is a you know a billion hundreds of billion dollar industry and uh fifa actually put a heavy amount of research into how they can keep players from getting injured and one thing they came up with was the fifa 11 plus Mm -hmm. which there has been a lot of uh, research done on and it has showed to decrease the risk of injury Mm -hmm. um so the fifa 11 plus is an I don't even know if it's 11 exercises, I think it's a few more, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's a good dynamic warm up that also works on a little bit of neuromuscular control, some like hopping and jumping, some joint range of motion, just to really prepare you to go out there and play
0: a little bit harder yeah so and, and this is something you can it's it's accessible to everybody for free on google right yeah, it's online. You want. Mm-hmm. yeah just type in fifa 11 um f-i-f-a 11 and it'll just pop up and there's some photos and videos for free um and they did this for for this purpose for athletes who were getting injured um and fifa's a A pretty big industry uh, or company. And so, what they do is they were just tired of reading the research on soccer injuries. So, what, how do we get the most condensed eleven exercises or eleven plus on um, how to minimize your risk? So, use that. You know, show it to your coach or sell it to somebody that's in the organization that's part of it, um, and let them know that this research is out there. It has been for years. It's taking a longer time to get out there than we think. There's um,
1: coaches that do use mm-hmm. it, but it's not why it's not like fully implemented. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's based it on be. research and and yeah. and a lot of good information. It's they've done the homework for you. Now, it's just about really just putting it into action, you know? It's quick. It's easy. It is. It is. So, warm-up is uh, number three. Uh, let's go with Dr. Marissa. I let, Let's go with number four.
2: <laughs> number four. How to keep soccer athletes on the field um, is to take them off the field. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. At least one off-season yep. per year. Um I think year-round games, year-round competition season mm-hmm. is very, very stressful on kids, on yep. anybody. Yep. It would be stressful on me too. But if if you're not able to take the kids off of the field for an off-season, then they, they run the risk of burning out and yeah. not even enjoying their sport anymore. Sure. So they get all the way to college and they're like, nah, I'm done. I've been playing yeah, soccer. Burnt year-round for 12 years now mm. and I, I think I'm done yep. uh, versus if they have an off-season where they can kind of work on some weaknesses work on some strength building or even another mm-hmm. sport I think mm-hmm. that builds a more well-rounded a more well-rounded athlete yeah. that's that's less likely to have injury
0: yeah I mean I really like the connection you, you made there like mm-hmm. how do you keep them on the field it's truly bringing them taking them off the field I really like that I, I think that it that does make sense in that you're talking you're talking about the long term investment of your child's health or a yeah. youth athlete's health. Yeah. And so we do this with professional athletes, we do it with recreational athletes and youth athletes. You gotta give them an off time. Not that doesn't mean you're they're not doing anything. I think that's a misconception. They're not just resting, they're no. building a little bit more. Um, strength. They're building a better foundation um, and allowing themselves to strength train, as Dr. Mercer said. Um, get more flexible. Work on agility. Um, do, you know, connect with a personal skill trainer. Work. Yeah, skill work, whatever it may be. But it's not directly playing. You know, two teams, five days a week for a year. It's taking one fourth of that year, one third, you know, one a quarter of that year is uh, is built to make them a stronger athlete. So when they're on the field. Um, they're an actually stronger, more resilient, and actually a better overall athlete because sure. they've had that time to develop that. Um, otherwise, there's no time to develop. There really isn't. So you have to give them an off-season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, number five, Nicholas.
1: This one actually piggybacks kind of off of the off-season, and this is unstructured play. Hmm. Um, so we talked, and I've heard this a million times from different parents, is they play year-round from, you know, Four, five, six mm-hmm. till 14, 15, 16, and then they burn out. They get that one bad coach and they burn out and they don't want to play anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, unstructured play allows them to play, but it, it brings back the love of why they played the game. They can be creative without getting yelled at, there's mm-hmm. no pressure. Um, you hear a lot of uh, our actual high school athletes say mm-hmm. they get this when they're playing on the high school team versus the club mm-hmm. team. They say it's just fun because mm-hmm. the pressure. pressure's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gives them a little bit of freedom to do what they want without the repercussions of like
0: yeah. the
1: pressures of club pay.
0: Yeah, and and you you see this with I mean there's numerous ads and and posts out there now with all these professional athletes, Tom Brady, all these you know big athletes who are. You know, admitting that they were they had seasons and times where they were able to just kind of do the things they wanted, and they they've been really successful in life in the professional career. Um, but because they had that freedom to not be burned out by just football, just baseball, not just soccer. So um, give them a break. I mean, the, these are um, they are you know kids, and and they need that time to be able to decompress. And they might not say it, but their body is saying it. Mm. and and that's what we see here where um, they just cannot go that long with that duration that intensity um, and, and that's part of actually you know just comes to my mind it's part of when they come to therapy we actually force an off or force unstructured play because when their knee's hurting we got to take them out of that so no more running now you're going to be cycling. Now you're going to be on the bike. You're going to be swimming, whatever it may be. And that is a form of off-season. So a lot mm-hmm. of times, don't force them. Make them be productive instead of bringing them into rehab and we have to shut them down for 12 weeks. Um, actually use that time to be preventative uh, and, and not reactive. So the proactive versus reactive approach. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, putting that all together, you know, I think that get them strong. Get them weight training. Um, have them recover faster uh, by not eating takis, and, <laughs> and eating eating properly and sleeping right. Um, get them a good warm up. Um, give them an off season to um, allow them some rest time and, and develop a little bit more resilience. And then the last one is you know allow for unstructured play, let them play. be kids and and have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Um, all in all, we do see this a lot at sports performance and. We're giving you these tips because right now is prime time for a lot of our youth athletes. It's track season. um, It's soccer season. It is hamstring. It is uh, calf strain. Uh, dominance here we just see so many, so much of this and, and we do this because um, we're talking to you guys uh, maybe you have a friend a family a sister a brother um, or you're the parent or you're the personal trainer um, this is coming from personal experience we do see this often and um, you know these are our recommendations that we give to our clients we just want to share it with you um, to allow uh, these kids to stay healthy um, all year long so on behalf of the team here at Sports Performance we'll see you on the next episode see you guys Hi. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.